0: Let me, let me just start it more formally. Uh, I'm here with Nezreen Mansour on the Theology Matters podcast, and we're already getting into uh, talking about her background, but continue where you were going, Nezreen.
1: Okay, because I have prepared uh, like a speech to say thank you for having me. and <laughs> Well, I will do that. You can add it at the end. Um, so, uh, yes, when I was at AM, and uh, so I was pursuing a PhD in architecture, but I was very interested in the digital humanities and especially the digital religion. Uh, so, um, so I was, yeah, so I, I heard about Dr. Campbell from this book, uh, the, the original version of digital religion. And I started reading it. And then I knew that she was a professor um, at the same institution so I met with her and, uh, and I took some of her classes so, because I wanted to do a certificate in the digital humanities. So I started uh, attending her classes. I even did some, uh, um, you know, uh, directed studies with her. With the pro- we worked on a project uh, with a congregation, with a church in, in College Station, Texas, where we, you know, visited the masses and we saw like how the, the digital technology affects the, um, the service And how people perceive like light and sound and like the difference in you know when you don't have windows versus when you have windows so these are um different aspects and also we worked on a grant that she 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 had a grant for um uh investigating religion and identity in the digital realm and it was a very inter- interdisciplinary grant. So we, we were scholars from different disciplines. Like, um, uh, I remember, um, religious studies, theology, sociology, psychology. And I was the only one from architecture. And it, and it was a three year grant where we met almost every, uh, every two weeks. And, and we talk about like new publications and new research that's being done. And then we, we had a symposium at the end of the grant. So that was a good a digital symposium. That was one of the first forums, I guess, because it was before pandemic. So that was in, back in two thousand nineteen and and we we decided to do a digital symposium uh so people could have access to it online uh, without even have we were all in person doing it, but we were recording it for others to watch it so I think that was a now that I'm thinking about it it was a, one of the first forms of digital um you know uh gatherings that I had uh pre pandemic
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been interest. It's interesting to think about your work uh, in, now that the pandemic has happened. I mean, digital religion and thinking about how our, you know, we can replicate various forms of life uh, digitally. You know, before the pandemic, it might have seemed, I don't know, kind of um, an oddity a little bit, or, or kind of not mainstream. And then all of a sudden, it's like everyone can p- completely see exactly what you're talking about. Before I, before you answer, before you sort of respond to that, let me just say. Uh, Nazreen is an assistant professor of architecture. It is a professor of architecture, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I knew your background is in architecture, but also in in, uh, digital humanities. And she is at South Dakota State University and is proud to say we're proud to say a CTI member. But go ahead with what you were saying.
1: Yes. So, um. Actually, that's a good point. When I started, when I started the research, um, and just to give you a little background, uh, about why I decided to choose, uh, you know, to study digital religion and, or sacred, you know, um, sacred architecture and religion, uh, in the digital realm, of course. So, um, I, I, I was witnessing a lot of, People around me uh, practicing religion via digital tools, whether it's a phone, whether it's a TV, um, a computer, uh, and and I was intrigued by that because I, I wasn't really aware that that's that's something that was common and existed until I came across that word digital religion, and then I started discovering a lot of um, you know myriad of books about it, uh, but. I noticed that most of the books were written by uh, scholars who are and researchers who were in theology, religious studies, or communication and mass media. So they were they were more of in the humanities and, and social sciences rather than um, you know architecture and design. Even though um, the design of these spaces is very important, because some of these spaces might be um, you know visual um, uh, interpretation of, of buildings. Uh, like we can see in games or in, in, um, in uh, parallel, I call them parallel worlds or internet worlds like Second Life or SimCity. And these are games that we play, But uh, and some people consider them just games, but others, they, they actually uh, build a, a second or a parallel life to the, to the real one, so a parallel uh, virtual life. And uh and that's how I started uh investigating this topic and I found out that the narrative was mostly uh focused on the textual aspect of the digital uh you know the digital uh, religion rather than the visual one and that's how I started uh asking questions and uh okay what if what if uh we uh assess how the spirituality happens in in the digital realm in terms of the perception of the space and perception of space, meaning uh, not just, you know, looking at a space, but looking at different maybe iterations or different scenarios of that space. How the light enters the space was what was my main question, because light is a very important element in enhancing spirituality. That's what we, um, I mean, from observational studies, we've, we found out in, in real, uh, you know, buildings. Uh, and that's why we build, that's some, some even religious buildings, they say we build with lights. So we don't build with materials, we build with light because that's how uh, the, the, the experience of the space uh, is more enhanced. So, so how does that translate to the digital? How does that translate when, when a church uh, comes up or uh, designs or, or builds uh, a virtual you know, building uh, in, in, a, in one of these platforms and then people would attend using their avatars uh, and, um, and they will attend, um, you know, real masses or real uh, rituals. So it's not like a, a, a game. It's not, they're not just playing. Um, and how, how do they look at the architecture surrounding them in that case? Because some of these buildings are exact replica of reality of the real buildings. So they are not even trying to change how the building looks. Uh, so, and, and this is, this is not, uh, I think that's the limitation because the virtual realm opens all these, you know, opportunities, uh, for, um, because we're not constrained by the, the reality of like how to use materials, for instance. So you can, you can have the opportunity to design different ways of how that space could be yet you go back to designing the same spaces that we can find in reality, and the reason behind that, of course, there was research done. But is the familiarity is the people like feel, feeling more uh, safe and more familiar with those spaces, so it doesn't look very different. Even though you are in a digital uh, platform, it doesn't feel very different than if you went to an actual space uh, in reality. So, um, so yeah, today I see that happening more and more. Uh, and, and it's not just, uh, through games, but, uh, you know, um, we see a lot of uh, websites and a lot of, uh, you know, starting to, uh, appear, uh, a lot of, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't, uh, forums, uh, also like Facebook pages, you know, social media is, is incorporated in this more and more. So, and, and, and now, um. I'm seeing it even in the virtual reality uh, uh, aspect. So people, uh, there are these platforms uh, where you use a virtual reality headset and you attend a Bible study, or you go to a baptism, or you go to a mass uh, on a Sunday, and and it's with a real congregation. But you this time you're not really with an avatar; it's it's an immersive experience. So and and that's what I'm interested in in exploring further in the
0: future. Have you been primarily looking at Christian uh, traditions or are there have you seen examples of this outside of, of Christianity?
1: So I've seen examples from outside, uh, mostly uh, in, um, in Hinduism. Uh, I've seen uh, um, pilgrimages for instance uh, Hindu pilgrimages that were uh, practiced online and and this is not something new like it's been it's been happening for for um, some some years and I would say since the emergence of the internet we start seeing we started seeing uh, the appearance of these uh, of these trends and and in new religious practices using digital tools uh, but I focus mostly on Christianity because it's the most um, most the, the one that uses the, uh, you know, t- digital technology the most. Uh, so, and also because I focus on uh, U.S. population and um, given that the U.S. population is majority Christian, so, um, and and also the technology, these digital technologies are more um, um, I mean, spread, I, say, I I would say, I don't know, like used or spread in, in the U.S. than in other countries that might not have, you know, like these luxuries uh, uh, or for them it's a luxury. So, um, yeah, so that's why, that's one of the reasons I decided to focus on Christian, um, or Christian architecture. Uh, and also the, the lights, because I study light. I focused on light. And, and we have to always remember that I come from an architecture, uh, background and an architecture, um, you know, point of view. So it's, it's more, I'm, my, my research relates more to the, um, to the visual. So how do you see things how do you see the space how do you do you pay attention to the windows do you pay attention to the arches do you pay attention to the textures of the materials do you pay attention how the light is entering the space is it bright is it uh, dark is it how, how does it feel do you pay attention to the iconography in the space so for me it's more about the spatial uh, um you know perception and um um so yeah, so Christianity uses that that, that element uh, a lot. I mean light is a very important element in Christianity and it's it's mentioned in the Bible. It's uh it's you know, we see it even um even in, in the icons and in the um, and the symbols, uh, you know, like how light is important, even in paintings, for example, the light is always present. Uh, the divine light, when we look up, you know, like with the verticality aspect of architecture, when we look up, we look towards the sky, we look towards the light. So so that's why I think I focused mostly on Christianity.
0: Um, yeah. Maybe say a bit about your your background and how you got interested in this field of Digital religion and as you say, coming at it from an architect, how you became interested in architecture and then and then went in this direction as part of that
1: um actually my my interest in art and architecture and art, both because they were parallel, uh, started at a young age because I grew up uh, in Tunisia uh, and I was surrounded by Islamic and Roman architecture everywhere uh, in various parts of the country and I was fortunate enough to travel also when I was uh young um, with my family and traveled around the world and and I would say one of the most um experiences i w- i would call it awe inspiring uh experience uh was when i visited the taj mahal as a young girl and um and it was the first time for me crying in front of a building uh because i all my senses were engaged in that experience as soon as i entered and it was in front of me with you know the marble and the reflection of the light on the water in front of it and how like the light is hitting the building it was and i and i, I wasn't a, i at that time i didn't have really any knowledge or expertise about, you know, architecture, but I was just engaged with my senses. So it's the experience of architecture. And um, although I didn't pursue architecture as a career career at first, uh, I was actually pursuing a medical degree uh, um, at the beginning. But then, um, because I always had this curiosity and I was always interested in science and research. So the best way for me was to reconcile both my interest in, um, you know, research and science with my interest in art and art and architecture is to pursue a PhD in architecture. So, uh, um, so that's how I, I, I mean, I get, I got into the architecture field if, if we might, we may say, but I was always, I always had that uh, inclination towards research and investigation and always ask questions. I was never um, content with, uh, with, whatever was told in the books or whatever my professor told me, I always had to ask more. And, uh, and I think that helped. And the fact that, uh, um, uh, my first awe inspiring experience with, with the Taj Mahal, which is a sacred building, uh, it increased even more my interest in sacred architecture. Um, yeah. Cause I'm always in a quest of awe uh, and transcendent experiences of architecture. And I teach that as well. <laughs>
0: Maybe speak a bit about you know we're very proud that you were a CTI member, our CTI member, and in, in, uh this past year on religion and the built environment. Maybe speak a bit about the project you were working on uh, here at CTI. Um,
1: so the CTI experience was a really good one because uh, th- when I saw when I saw the topic that was a religion and the built environment. Uh, it it matched it matched what I was thinking about or what I was actually doing and investigating in my research uh but instead of the built environment i was doing the b- virtual built environment so that was like the the i think the title of my uh, my proposal at that time and um you know how digital media uh, uh, represents a novel way of uh, to interact with and explore space and uh, and whether it's a sec- sacred or secular and uh, also form the spatial and uh, emotional aspects so for this, uh, for the workshop, I was exploring more in depth, uh, in depth inquiry into the digital, uh, context that could serve as a process allowing, uh, the continuation of the sacredness from the real to the virtual, especially, um, when we started the CTI it was a pandemic, uh, period. So that was, um, that was more, I would say, um, uh, appropriate or adequate at that time <laughs> because the digital i mean we were all immersed even the cti workshop was digital so everything uh, uh, went towards the that uh, the digital platforms so um and i th- and i think there was there was um there was a, a need like, in the scholarship or the, in, for the current scholarship of, uh, on architecture and spirituality to reexamine uh, spiritual practices that are shifting, you know, from real spaces to virtual one. Uh, and so for the CTI, I combined some of the data that I have collected on a previous research. Uh, it was an empirical study, uh, of the effect of light on the spiritual experience in virtual sacred churches uh and 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 i did uh um collect data from six i think it was 1600 participants at that time and this was pre-pandemic so uh 1600 participants uh to determine a new paradigm uh in spiritual practices as well uh in in virtuality and and some of the questions served specifically to examine the use of digital tools for spiritual practices and, and it had, and, and I, I found out that it had an effect on on the spiritual experience. So for the CTI, it was more of a, uh, an exploration of that data that I have collected and and going further uh you know into okay how did gender intervene in this experience of the of the spiritual experience or how did uh uh, you know the use of digital tools or the level of religiosity of of the participants also intervened in this experience Uh, and i i think it was i mean it's still a work in progress now right now i'm working on um on a paper uh, that also deals with the gender, gender and spirituality in a virtual realm. That's uh, that's from that uh, similar or coming from that similar research that I did for the CTI, and I just published. I, I shared with you. I published uh, a recent paper that uh, was published, I think, two weeks ago, which was called um, is called the Holy Light of Cyberspace. And it's uh, an investigation. It's a spiritual experience in a virtual church that was uh, published in the Religions Journal, which is um, um, on a special issue on sacred spaces and designing for the transcendent. And uh, and uh, the editor is, is a uh, is a colleague of ours in the CTI, Dr. Tammy um, uh, Geber. Uh, so um, yeah. Uh, so the- and
0: I'll, I'll include that in the uh, show notes so that people can can read the article. Uh, okay.
1: Okay. Yes. So, um, so the CTI experience was, um, I I have to say it was very enriching, uh, especially like, um, I, uh, you know, being exposed to accomplished scholars in theology and architecture, uh, and, and learning from them and sharing ideas on a weekly basis and reading, you know, uh, different aspects of how religion, architecture and the uh, religion and the built environment interact with each other. I think it was a unique, um, uh, opportunity for me to learn more and, and investigate further, um, about the, you know, this, uh, um intersection of both
0: great well maybe just a last question what are some of the the uh questions you're asking going forward do you have a uh, new projects percolating in your mind uh that you'll get to
1: yes <laughs> many <laughs> i wish <laughs> i wish i had time <laughs> to do uh more but um so currently i'm working on a, a book chapter uh which probably will be published this summer on water and sacred architecture. So now I'm diverging also like, so we, we talked about light. Now uh, we're going to talk about other elements that are uh, important in, in sacred architecture. So water being one of them. But again, I'm talking also about the, the, the expression of water in the digital form. In the right. digital realm, so I so water is very important in in several uh, religious practices and, and different religions. But how is that? How does that translate to the virtual? Like, how can we, for, in, for instance, do a baptism online, right? Like, because it, it requires the use of water. So how can we consider the water that we see as an image or as an animation uh, a holy water? So uh, so this is one uh, one. Uh, project I'm working I'm currently working on and uh, other than that I'm also doing the gender uh, gender and spirituality project and I'm collaborating with uh, other scholars from uh, uh, social sciences and psychology where we investigate how the uh, especially like the data that I found that women had uh, more of a spiritual experience in the digital realm so how does that um Correlate with the reality, with the data in in real spaces, and and when we move to the virtual, because we found out that there's some similarities in that. So um, that's also another project, and and I think one big project that I would like to um, start at some point um, soon is the investigating of virt- investigation of virtual reality and augmented reality, because so far I've been working mostly on. Um, you know, using computers or like 2D, 2D formats. Um, uh, so on a screen, but how is, how does that experience change when it's completely immerse, immersive? So when you're putting that headset on, um, uh, then how is that, uh, um, you know, spiritual experience to what extent that spiritual experience, uh, um, you know, um, or what extent does it attain? So that's, that's a future project. I'm, I'm hoping that I, I can investigate further.
0: We'll, we'll be looking forward to all those publications, and I uh, want to thank you, Nazreen Mansour, for being on uh, the Theology Matters podcast, and more important, for being a CTI member and contributing to our program. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Joshua, and, and I'm, I'm really happy to be part of the season uh, of the uh, Theology Matters podcast, and also to be back to the CTI, because I really I really enjoyed the time that I, I you know, I worked on uh, the project and I, I really hope that we will have more more of those in the future.
0: Absolutely, we will. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Joshua. Thank you very much for having me.